0: Murnane O'Connor rejects criticism from local councillors. Article by Suzanne Pender The gauntlet has been thrown down to Deputy Jennifer Murnane O'Connor to deliver on her election promise to fight for Carlow when it comes to the huge shortfall in funding that's currently crippling the county council. At last week's local authority meeting to set the local property tax rate for 2021, several councillors challenged the local TD to deliver for her constituents, urging her to fight at government level to secure the additional funding that Carlo desperately needs. Deputy Murnane O'Connor contacted the Nationalists this week to insist that she has been working and continues to work relentlessly on this issue, pushing government to address the underfunding Carlo County Council has suffered for years. I have had several meetings with Chief Executive Kathleen Hullihan, Director of Services Michael Rainey and Pat Delaney, and the Department's Head of Local Government Funding, Mary Hurley, on this. Our last one was on Zoom just ten days ago, said Deputy Marnane O'Connor. I know I'm taking on a huge challenge. Carlo has been so underfunded for years, but now we could be looking at cuts to services. This is very serious and we have to continue to fight. Carlo is one of the lowest in terms of capital government funding in the country and that has to change, she added. I am pushing constantly on this. I've spoken several times to the Minister for Local Government, Dara O'Brien, about funding for Carlo. He was due down to Carlo in September, but due to the restrictions he couldn't travel outside of Dublin but I have been in contact with him and I have also gone to the Taoiseach Michal Martin and the Minister for Finance, Michael McGrath, said Deputy Murnane O'Connor. I'm 100% working with Carlo County Council on this issue and I will deliver for Carlo, she added. Currently, Carlo County Council is looking at a shortfall in its 2021 draft budget of 4.8 million euro, while a shortfall of €3.2 million in rates income is also predicted. Nationally, a €600 million commercial rates waiver has been granted to local authorities for six months of 2020. There has been no indication if this measure will be extended to the remaining six months of 2020. Time out for top student Mercedes. Article by Elizabeth Lee A Skullconglass student who achieved maximum points in her leaving certificate exam has taken a year out to work as an au pair in Munich, Germany. Mercedes-Benz scored maximum points with six H1s, having come to Ireland from Spain in 2013. She is now doing a gap year in Munich, where her dream university, Technische Universität München, is located as she hopes to study Mechanical Engineering at TUM next year. Among her hobbies, the most prominent is chess, at which she excels. Mercedes has represented Ireland in several international events, including the World Youth Championships, European Youth Championships, and even a chess Olympiad. Her teachers in skull chun would like to acknowledge Mercedes' great achievement and to wish her the very best in the future. Local students attain postgrad diplomas in European studies. Article by Michael Tracy. An important step in developing business opportunities in the EU was marked with local students receiving postgraduate diplomas in Europe studies. Thirteen postgraduates were recently acknowledged on receiving their diplomas in the European Studies-EU Engagement Programme with the European Institute of Public Relations in association with Belgium's Leuven Institute and Carlow County Council. The awards were received on behalf of the students by Councillor Tom O'Neill, Kahirloch of Carlow County Council. The programme, which aimed to support community groups, business development groups, education and research bodies to gain a better insight into European affairs and understand the various funding mechanisms available, was completed by the 13 CARLO participants during 2019. Participants attended a variety of lectures delivered by expert speakers from across Europe in Ireland and the Leuven Institute. Participants also took part in an educational tour of the EU institutions and as part of the course completed a paper on a potential future funding opportunity and how they would approach it. Accepting the diplomas, Councillor O'Neill said, I'd like to congratulate each of the 13 individuals who completed the postgraduate diploma and compliment each of them. Firstly, in their personal quest for capacity development, while secondly, also being part of a programme that has the potential to benefit so many people in the County Carlow community. The Cahirloch added, Now more than ever we need to take part in the EU programme and see how Carlow can put its best foot forward in terms of new opportunities. Programme graduate and County Carlow Chamber President Colin Duggan said, The programme provided me personally with great insight into EU funding and the opportunities it presents for individuals and groups who are willing to invest the time and who have a policy-led project idea. Mr. Duggan said programmes such as the Diploma will allow Carlo businesses to seize opportunities in the EU. From a business perspective, investment in a county in innovation is essential, and we recognise that the EU presents an opportunity for County Carlo, But without a network of people and groups who have the know-how, it can't be realised. These programmes help build a cluster of people with the required skill set to seize the opportunities that EU funding presents. Presenting the awards, Eugene Gray, President of the European Institute of Public Relations, said... I'm delighted to be once again working with Carlo and congratulate each and every participant who took part in the programme. Mr. Gray added, While participation in the programme is a very personal one, we have discovered that a significant outcome of this blended learning process is the development of a peer network at county level with a pool of people who understand European funding. Jim Woods, EU Project Officer with Carlo County Council's Local Enterprise Office, said the Council was delighted to work with the European Institute of Public Relations. We in Carlo County Council understand that the nature of public funding has changed, and that Europe represents a significant opportunity for groups to further leverage funding and resources for key projects that align with European policy, which will benefit County Carlo. Speaking about the benefits of EU funding, Mr. Woods said there were three direct EU projects Enterprise Europe Network, Craft Hub, and Catalyst, which complement EU funded programmes from national government. All of these projects have a direct benefit to the businesses and people on the ground in Carlo and we look forward to exploring further EU-funded opportunities in the future, he said. Novels set in Bagnellstown will raise funds for charity. Article by Suzanne Pender A work of fiction that draws inspiration from a much-loved Carlo grandmother and idyllic childhood days spent alongside the river barrow has just been released. Brian Gregan has just self-published the thriller all Along the Barrow, his third book, with all proceeds going to the charity Sight Savers. Brian lives in Dawkey, County Dublin, but has strong Carlo connections. His grandmother, Margaret Grogan, was a Carlow native whose husband, Michael Nolan, served with the Irish Royal Rifles in World War I, and the couple had one daughter, Maeve, Brian's mother, born in May 1920. Sadly, in 1923, when Maeve was just three years old, Michael tragically died from TB at their home in Montgomery, Carlow, which had been flooded by the River Barrow. Margaret later remarried Patrick Mooney and the couple went to live in what was called the Soldiers' Cottage in Bagnallstown. Brian has wonderful memories of his grandmother and his time spent in Bagnallstown as a child. In fact, Brian and his brothers even attended school in Bagnallstown for a short period in the former Presentation Convent and Primary School and later Presentation de la Salle. Although All Along the Barrow is a work of fiction, Brian draws on his Carlo memories and knowledge of the county to set the scene. I wanted to include the history of the area and work with that and use that to tell a story. It's a thriller but incorporating the history is also what I wanted to achieve, he explains. The prologue to All Along the Barrow states, Mired in a midlife crisis, Nancy Hackett returns to her home in Bagnallstown, County Carlow, and soon becomes immersed in a tale of romance, family, murder mystery and suspense that turns and twists like the nearby river Barrow snaking its eternal journey to the sea. Brian has dedicated the book to his grandmother, Margaret, with whom he shared a very strong connection. It was absolutely something I wanted to do for my grandmother. I wanted to write a story where someone would pick up the book and be reluctant to put it down, adds Brian. Margaret is buried in St. Mary's Cemetery, Carlo, with her son Noel Mooney, and Brian looks after the grave. Brian has previously written two books, The Lean Ann Inspector, and a book of poetry and prose called Well-Traveled Road, both available on Amazon. A retired accountant, Brian joined a creative writing group some years ago and was subsequently encouraged to tap into his creative side. Like his previous books, all proceeds from All Along the Barrow, priced at 13 euro, will be donated to Sight Savers. A charity he believes is appropriate in terms of reading and the value of your site. Brian had hoped to stock all along the Barrow in local outlets in Carlow Town and Bagnellstown, but the increased restrictions in Dublin have temporarily thwarted those plans. However, he hopes to make the journey in the coming weeks. Hopefully I will get down to Carlow eventually, he smiled. Currently All along the Barrow can be bought from Amazon, or you can email Brian directly at briangregan at gmail.com. Fantastic Prizes in Tagus Photograph Competition The Tagus Forestry Development Department is delighted to launch a forest photo competition which will run during October and November. Celebrating Our Forests will highlight some of the many benefits provided by Our Forests. It provides a great opportunity for budding, non-professional photographers to get snapping right away and be in with a chance to win exciting prizes, with the overall winning prize valued at 1,000 euro. Beginning last Friday, 2nd of October, the Celebrating Our Forests competition focuses on four different forest themes over four consecutive fortnightly periods. At the end of each period, The winner for that theme will be chosen and will receive a prize of €250 in vouchers. Each winner will also go forward to a grand final on Tuesday the 8th of December when the overall competition winner will be in line for a further €750 in vouchers. To kick off the competition, the first theme, Forest Landscapes, is running from the 2nd to the 15th of October. Suitable digital forest landscape images can be emailed up to 5 p.m. on the 15th of October. Over the following weeks, the competition will feature three further forestry themes, again over fortnightly periods. These themes include Trees on the Farm, entries accepted between the 16th and 29th of October, Forest, Wildlife and Plants, 30th of October to the 12th of November, and Enjoying Our Forests as the final theme between the 13th and 26th of November. Participants may submit only one photo by email for each of the competition themes and should include a caption and brief description. The dedicated email address is forestphotos at tagus.ie. For more, see www.tagus.ie forward slash forestphotos.